Hey everybody, John here. Just want to tee up my 13th episode of Phil and Social. My conversation today was with legendary veteran Hall of Fame broadcaster Mark Boyle, the voice of the Indiana Pacers on radio that is. I just want to real quick say thanks to Mark. He was really nice to do this. It was 24 hours before leaving on a long first road trip with the Pacers. and He was very kind to squeeze this in as a last-second request. I also want to thank my boy Scotty P., Scott Pollard, for putting in the call to Mark to broker this happening. So I hope you enjoy this brief chat with Mark Boyle. I know that Mark does a ton of things around our city and state from a philanthropic standpoint. This kind of thing I don't think is necessarily his favorite thing to do, as you'll probably pick, uh, pick up on, but his charity that he's supporting today, Indiana Children's Wish Fund, is amazing in that they make lifelong dreams come true for some kids that have terminal illnesses. And I don't know what can be greater than that. So Mark's more on the fill-in side than the social side, I'll say. But it was very kind of him to do. You can probably tell I was a little bit nervous and a little bit starstruck. He's been on my radio literally for 30 years. I love the Indiana Pacers. And I've always enjoyed Mark's work, so I was really thrilled to do this. Again, I want to say thanks to him and to Scott for making this happen. I hope you will all check out the Indiana Children's Wish Fund and see if you can contribute a few bucks and learn more about it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with the one and only Mr. Mark Boyle. Hello, and welcome to the Fill in Social podcast. The following content represents John's theories questions, jokes, and ideas, and are solely his own. They do not reflect on any corporation, business, or entity. If you choose to, listen on, and please enjoy the Phil and Social podcast. Welcome to the Phil and Social podcast, featuring ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And speaking of ordinary people, here's your host, John Cheryl. Well, hey, everybody. It's John Cheryl, your old pal, back for the 13th episode of the podcast Sweeping the Nation. That's called Phil and Social. That's with a P-H-I-L-A-N social. Very special guest today. Very excited about this particular episode. To introduce my guest, uh, for 30-plus years now, he has been the voice of the Indiana Pacers broadcasted over 2,500 NBA games in his career, mostly alongside another legend, Bobby Slick Leonard. My guest has been the four-time Indiana Sportscaster of the Year. have to wonder about those other 26 years. Inducted into the Indiana Sports Writers and Sportscasters Hall of Fame. And here today to talk a little bit about the Indiana Children's Wish Fund, a great organization here in town that is doing some really cool things for some uh, great kids. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining today, my guest, the incomparable Mr. Mark Boyle. Mark, how are you, man? I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you again for doing this. I've met you a couple times through our mutual friend, and you don't seem like the kind of guy that seeks out compliments and attention, if that's fair. But I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you it's an honor to have you. I've been listening to you for the duration of your career. And I really appreciate your craftsmanship. You've made my life more enjoyable, my friend. So thank you for your passion and for uh, all you've given back to this city for 30 years. Well, I appreciate that. It's nice of you to say. Absolutely. 
Mark Boyle, my guest, hopefully raising some money for the Indiana Children's Wish Fund. So, Mark, let me just put you through the basics real quick. Tell me about uh, where you grew up and maybe a couple favorite childhood memories. I grew up mostly in Minneapolis. Okay. I was born in Wisconsin, and we moved to North Dakota when I was a little boy. But by the time I was in school, we lived in Minneapolis, and I went to grade school and high school in Minneapolis, and then I moved to Montana to start my career when I was 19. Okay. And since since then, although I've been here for a long time, I moved around a bit before I got here. So uh, I've seen quite a bit of the country, and it's uh, been a good experience. That's awesome. Favorite sport growing up? Baseball. I think I remember you telling me that. And if I I did a little research, a little trolling, you were with KMOX towards the, uh, well, at the beginning of your career for a while, correct? Not the beginning. It was my last job before I came to the Pacers. I was there in uh, Minneapolis and New York. Okay. Then to St. Louis and then here. So I was there, but only briefly. I was only there for a couple of months before I took this job. Okay, got it. I lived there for a spell and got instantly sucked into Cardinals Nation, as you can imagine. It's kind of a little bit of a baseball town. Hopefully you enjoyed your time there. Um, and then New York as well. And uh, that was with the fan, is that correct? Yeah, we started the fan in 1987. At the time, wow. it was the first all-sports station in the country. And right. guys I worked with dating back to that time talk about it from this standpoint. A, it was a unique experience because nobody had ever done it. And B, sure. there were times early in the process where we were losing money mm-hmm. and we wondered if they would stick with the experiment. And we think to ourselves now, uh, <laughs> what if they would pulled the plug? Would there even be sports stations now? Because there was a lot of skepticism then about whether the format could work. And now right. you find multiple all sports stations in almost every major city. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember reading that uh, book about the some of the beginnings of ESPN and SportsCenter and things like that. And during that time, they didn't know if this was going to catch on, which seems silly now, because yeah. now we can't imagine our lives without um, constant sports coverage and analysis and on and on. So you've seen this from uh, you've seen this from its infancy. That's great. Yeah, so how did you fun. find your Yeah, how did you find our way to uh, my beloved hometown of Indianapolis? So this was 1987, 88. It was 88. It was the uh, fall of 1988. Okay. I had taken a job in St. Louis, and I had been there for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. and I didn't care for it, and so I decided to see what else was out there, and at the time, the Pacers were looking for a guy. Right. Uh, So it was timing as much as anything. They were looking for a guy. I was looking for a job, and it was a good fit. That's awesome, and if I'm correct, you and Slick started your you're on air partnership at the same time. I mean, did, or he started his tenure with the Pacers the same year, correct? As far as doing color. When I came here, my first partner was Clark Kellogg. And then I worked alone for a few years. And when we get into the playoffs, they'd give me a guy. I worked one playoff year with Jerry Seasting. I did some playoff games with George McGinnis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some playoff games with Billy Keller uh, and others. And then in 94, uh, the spring of 94, I worked alone all that season, and in the spring of 94, they asked me if I wanted a guy for the playoffs. I asked them if I could have Slick for the 94 playoffs, and they said fine, Mm -hmm. and the Pacers had never won a playoff series before that, and that was the year they got to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time, Uh, and so we were together for a a couple of months during the playoffs, and it went well. Uh, They liked it, and they decided to make it permanent, so we've been together uh, on a regular basis since 94-95. Got it. That's great. Well, what a tandem you guys make, and how's Slick doing? He's fine. He was in rehab. He fell and uh, shattered his wrist in June. He was in rehab for three months. He's been home now for 
Oh, about three, four weeks, and he's doing well. Good. And he'll be back with us uh, when we start the season on the 17th. That's good news. Looking forward to it. Well, listen, I know you're here to talk a little bit about one of your favorite charities. I know there are several around town that you've given your time to, quite a bit of your time, uh, from what I understand. But today you've chosen to highlight the Indiana Children's Fund. And um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with them and why that is one of your favorites. Seems like a really neat group. Oh, this goes back, I don't even know how many years, 20 at least. Okay. And they were involved in a charity golf outing that I got involved in, and I met some of their people, and I liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I'd done some work over the years in uh, Minneapolis when I was there uh, with Make-A-Wish, which is a very similar organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, these organizations are designed specifically to grant terminally ill children wishes. Uh, right. And so I got together with these people, and we've done some stuff over the years. Uh, the biggest thing we've done with them in the summer of 2010 I walked 518 miles across Indiana to raise money for the fund, and we raised over $50,000 that year for that. Oh, wow. Uh, So so we've been involved with them for for a number of years, uh, and it's it's really sort of odd, John, because it's it's really fulfilling to help these children uh, get their wishes and give their families something to enjoy. But at the same time, you know that these kids aren't going to be around very long. So yeah. it, it's it's a little bittersweet, but it's a, it's a great organization, and they do some wonderful work. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I mean, it's um, I read a little bit about it, and it seems like it would be very, very, uh, very, very tough at times. But I'm I'm sure that your uh, all the time you guys have spent is really making some dreams come true. I saw some of the stories that developed over the last couple of decades with that group it's amazing how yeah, much uh what yeah what did the, the so when people donate a buck or two which we hope they will um that money goes to anything and everything that can help these dreams come true correct logistics travel that kind of thing and i imagine well, it's not cheap yeah i'm not i'm not qualified to address that in any depth but i know sure. generally speaking any donations are specifically targeted to cover the costs involved in granting these wishes, whether it's right. taking a family from, let's say, Idaho down to Disney World, mm-hmm. or whether it's to uh, get a young person tickets to a sporting event and an opportunity to meet a player that they admire, sure. or anything really. I don't, I don't think there are any specific parameters in terms of uh, what the wishes can or cannot be. But once they've approved a wish and granted a wish, uh, then the money goes to facilitating the wish, whether it's a travel or whatever costs uh, might be involved in getting this done. I, I don't know the specifics of how the sure. money is is parceled out, but I know on a general level that's what the money's for. Got it. Um, well, it sounds like amazing work. Um, I hope that everyone can go to, I believe it's IndieWish.org, if I'm correct, uh, folks can donate and also read about the organization and we encourage everybody to contribute if you can and, and read about it and at least um, explore that group a little bit uh, if you get a chance. So we thank you for your work there, Mark. I know you're heading out on an eight-day trip. It sounds like the uh, – or an eight-game trip, I'm sorry, but it sounds like this is the first preseason um, swing for our beloved Pacers. So this – I'm not going to put you on the spot – with predictions and all that kind of nonsense, but 
as a fan, it seems we're being overlooked a bit, which I think is good. This is going to be a fun team, isn't it? Should be. It was last year, and the top seven guys are all back, so there's mm-hmm. no reason to think it'll be any different. Yeah. Uh, if anything, there's reason to be optimistic that it might be better. I I think your statement was more relevant last year than this. The Pacers were overlooked last year. This year, mm-hmm. there's high expectations. Uh, it's anticipated that they'll be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference, along with Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia. Uh, they're mm-hmm. hoping to get into that mix. Now, mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out. But at the very least, it should be interesting. It's a good group of guys. They're fun to watch. Uh, and I think it'll be a pretty interesting season. Yeah, I hope you're right. It seems like they have a lot of fun playing together. It seems like they're off to a good start in the chemistry department. And we're looking forward to another fun year. So I hope you enjoy the year as well. And and uh, you guys uh, have a good time out there. We'll be watching and listening. Let me wrap up with some, some rapid-fire type questions. Now, obviously, this is – I don't know what I'm doing, Mark. I'm, I'm way out of my lane trying to host anything, but I thought maybe I'd throw a couple yes-no true-falses at you to wrap up just to have okay. a little fun, and I'm hoping yeah, sure. one of these you haven't heard at some point in your career. Well, let, me, uh, let me make sure I understand what we're doing here. You want one-word <laughs> answers. One no, word no, answers. just well or brief. Yeah, just some rapid-fire here. I'm going to throw okay. them at you. Ready? All right, go. Yeah. Bourbon or scotch? Bourbon. Bourbon every day. Arm wrestling contest. Who wins, Dale Davis or Antonio Davis? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Slight edge to Dale. Okay, good, good. Better trash talker, Reggie or Larry Bird? Larry Bird. No kidding. (laughs) Okay. If you could have one cigar tonight, what are you smoking? Oh, another good one. I'll go with a uh, Cohiba. A Cohiba, okay. Last question. Now, this is a tough one, okay? I'm putting you on the spot. My son is 11. Mm-hmm. He graduates high school in 2025. True or false, okay. the Pacers, under Victor's leadership, Oladipo, that is, will, re- will hang a banner by the time my son graduates. That would be a championship oh. banner. Uh, well, I'll, I'll 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 straddle the fence on that. Odds are that the answer, <laughs> odds are that the answer is false. Right. But I'm going to say true anyway. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it should be a fun team. Mark, uh, Phil and Social is my little podcast. Uh, thank you for coming on. I'm sure all four of my listeners, that's my two kids, my mom and my dog, probably uh, hopefully enjoy. We want to shout out Scotty Pollard, old number 31 or 62, depending on the year for making this happen um thank you scott i know he's a good friend of yours as well yes sir uh, and again mark boyle my guest championing the indiana children's wish fund please check them out www.indywish.org and give a couple bucks if you can they're doing amazing work helping some amazing kids mark again i'll be making a small donation as a thank you for your time here today we wish you the safest of travels and the most enjoyable season yet and again, man, uh, thank you. Thanks for your passion and for your uh, dedication to our beloved team and city. Really appreciate it. Very kind of you, John. It was my pleasure. Thank you. So that was my conversation with the one and only Mark Boyle. The 13th episode of Phil and Social is complete. Again, thank you, Mark. Appreciate that time. And I hope everybody can check out the Indiana Children's Wish Fund at www.indywish.org. Look forward to seeing everybody for episode 14. Thank you so much, and again, thank you to Mark Boyle. Have a great day.